Welcome everyone to the Your Energy First podcast. I'm your host, Emily Marie, and it is such a pleasure to have you here today to co-create with you in this space and to talk about all things your energy. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It is so wonderful to have you here today. And I have with me a very special guest, someone I'm so excited to introduce you to. So this is Dr. Radhikesh. He completed the doctorate of medicine from Wright State University with a residency in internal medicine. He has been in private medical practice for over 20 years in multiple settings. Both his grandfather, great-grandfather, and all generations before were Ayurvedic doctors and astrologers. In 2012, he began an extensive study of Vedic astrology. This study enlivened his passion to care for and connect with people on a deeper level. Now a retired physician, Dr. Radhikish offers innovative insights to support individuals in their growth and healing on physical, mental, and emotional levels through ancient wisdom and modern science. His knowledge of Vedic astrology and meditation has assisted hundreds of people in their journey to health and prosperity as a life coach through astrology. He lectures across the world on astrology and meditation and offers individual, personal, astrological conversations. Welcome. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be here with you. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you. So I was actually introduced to you through a friend she had a session with you and she said emily i just got the nudge i need to put you in touch and then we had a session and it kind of blew my mind a little bit because i had heard of vedic astrology but i am more familiar with western astrology and the two are different so i grew up thinking oh I'm a Pisces and you kind of blew my mind because I actually have a lot of Sag and Scorpio in my chart and I've benefited big time from our session and also there's so much to learn from both. So what to get started, what kind of found you, what was the turning point for you back in 2012 or maybe it was before where you thought, okay, I need to go from what I've been doing and I'm ready to kind of start this journey into Vedic astrology. You know, there's, that's a really good question. There's so many levels to that. You know, I grew up around astrology. My grandfather, his father, they've all been doing astrology. So he's always familiar with it, but it's not something I got deeply involved in simply because, you know, going to medical school, all of this type of thing keeps you quite busy. So I had a different focus at that Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what happened is that as time went on and I saw, you know, the things my grandfather told me about myself. 25 years earlier, 20 years earlier, are all starting to kind of happen in my life. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in 2012, I uh, was kind of, you know, my life kind of going quite well. I had my family, three children. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got struck, I think is the right word, with this really rare disease. Mm -hmm. It came out of nowhere. And uh, you know, I had a uh, biopsy, all these crazy things had to be done, which you think I never expected. And, you know, this is a 
disease that's rare that one in a hundred thousand people get. And I thought, oh God, my life is changing completely. Something, you know, different is path is happening here. So I went to my own astrologer who I was seeing and he said, don't worry about this. This will be gone in three years. And, huh. and I said, there's no way. And he's always been accurate about everything he's ever told me. I said, he is wrong. There's no way. I'm a doctor. I know this disease. Mm-hmm. I treat this disease. This is going to be life altering mm-hmm. for me in many negative ways. And believe it or not, he was right. In three years, it was gone. It's which is impossible. Okay. It, but it was just gone. And so starting at that time in 2012 and, you know, and continuing onward, I became much more deeply interested because it impacted me on such a personal level to say, Hey, what's, what's going on here? I can help my patients so much more with this than I can with what I do in Western medicine. There's Mm -hmm. so much more that I can provide, you know, because there's other ways of treatment. There's other ways of looking at every disease. There's many aspects to all the things that happen in our life, good and bad. Um, so that's when I really started diving deeper into it. So I already had a fairly good foundation. I just went much further into it. And that's how I really got started in uh, <clears throat> kind of saying this maybe is the more the path that I need to follow in my life. Sure, sure. Would you attribute or how much would you attribute? So it's in your chart that says this disease is going to be gone within three years, but based on your human knowledge, you thought there's no way. How much would you attribute then? I guess, let's see, how do I phrase this? You know, your free will to still treat this disease versus like, oh, my chart says it's going to be gone in three years. So I'm going to sit back and eat flaming hot Cheetos. That's that's a very important point in astrology. People always ask, where is the balance? Is everything predestined in my life or do I have free will to make choices? So the answer is, of course, we have free will. We don't control the situations that come into our life. That's karma. Okay, You don't control whether in most situations, if you're going to get a brain tumor or a deadly disease or your spouse is going to cheat on you or you're going to have you know trouble with insomnia or depression or anxiety. You don't control that. But what you control is how you respond to the situation. So certainly I took all the medications that were necessary to treat this, whether they were, you know, Eastern or Western Chinese Mm -hmm. or Ayurvedic, I used different things to help treat it. So Mm -hmm. I did my part, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to do your part in trying to solve whatever problem you may have going on. And then you simply patiently wait for things to manifest. Now, if I had gone in the completely different direction and said, I'm going to eat the flaming hot Cheetos and I'm going to, you know, not exercise and not do yoga and not, you know, reduce my stress and all of that. Well, a different result could have come. So our job is really to simply make the right decision based on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where astrology can be helpful. It can give you that guidance. Now where I was, I looked, my chart showed, okay, this will be gone in three years, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do what is necessary. Now, if I hadn't done those things, maybe that would have extended out a little bit longer, or there would have been some complications before it got better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always our choice is always how we respond to a situation. So if a difficult situation comes into our life, if we respond to it just by being negative, you know, and say somebody has some 
major financial problem. Their relationship mm-hmm. is breaking up. Mm-hmm. One way they can look at it is that they can say, you know what? How's this happening to me? I'm such a good person. I did all the right things in my life. Then it leads to depression and anxiety and worry and drugs and alcohol and murder and suicide. So many things, mm-hmm. depending on what the situation is. The other way we can look at that exact situation is that we can say, wow, I've been put into a very difficult situation by the universe. There is a divine influence that's causing this to happen into my life. What is it that I can learn from this? And how do I grow from this? In the first situation, we're putting our mind at the center of the universe. In the second situation, we're putting something greater than ourselves, a purposeness to our life, if you want to look at it that way, at the center and seeing everything from a completely different vision. So when we do that, the result comes in a much different way, a much better way, because we've made the right choice. And if you want to understand karma in a very simple way, it's that the choices we've made in the past give us the situations we have now. And the choices we make now will determine our life in the future. I love everything you just said. Such a great perspective. I know it's based on experience too. Thank you for sharing that. Do you think anyone can avoid karma? No, karma is there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, when we are in this world, karma means work. Karma means consequences of work. You know, there's so many aspects to it. So no, we can't avoid the things that are going to happen in this world Mm -hmm. to us. It'll manifest in one way or another. Mm -hmm. If we try to avoid it, we're working from a place, in many cases, a place of fear or a place of anxiety. If you face it, whatever it is, the good and the bad, more directly, you're coming from a place of strength and courage and wisdom. And you will be able to deal with whatever comes in a much better way, but you cannot avoid karma. Okay. Do you think, I'm going to go just a little, I'm going to push this just a little bit deeper. Do you think someone could avoid a karmic, like push off a karmic lesson in this lifetime and push it off to another lifetime? That's a very good way of looking at it. You can push things off. Not everything manifests in this lifetime. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if we think of something happening to us now and we've lived a very good, solid, stable life, never hurt anybody, never done anything. And we're like, hey, why is this happening to me? I mean, I had those same feelings when sure. I got killed. Sure. And, but then we have to look, hey, this could have happened lifetimes ago, and mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the results now. So it's really a question of having this consciousness that we're not alone in the things that we deal with, that our life has a greater purpose. Our eternal soul, our eternal conscious nature has a greater purpose than just kind of our everyday life. And when we understand that, we can see that there's a greater purpose to everything that happens, both the good and the bad things in our life, if we can simply just see them in the right perspective. Mm -hmm. So, and not to say anybody's trying to avoid karma, but I like asking these existential questions, right? So, yeah, of course. So getting into, before we delve into like the greater purpose of it all, what you just mentioned as well as before about getting into this state of, okay, sometimes when these things happen to us, we think the world revolves around us. Yet when we get to more of this, let's call it aligned state, an existential state of being where we realize there's a bigger purpose behind it. 
What's the lesson? I have support for you. How have you gotten from the humanness, the worry, the fear, the anxiety into that alignment with, I don't want to put words into your mouth, with your higher self, your higher power, whomever, Yes. whatever you would call it. Um, how do you, how did you get into that state of alignment for yourself? So this is, you know, we all have this journey we have to take. Mm-hmm. And then at every step on this path, and it is a path, uh, we have to choose which way we go. And the choices we make, it's going to depend on a lot of things. For me, I've always surrounded myself with people who have that positive energy, who have that same spiritual perspective, who have a view on life that, you know, things that are important are not necessarily what the world tells us every day that are important. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> that's so, the big one. Right. So if you surround yourself with people like that, and that's what I've always done, that gives you strength. So when I was uh, you know, struggling with some of that, the people around me gave me that support. So the people you associate with, number one, makes a big difference. For me, number two, being involved in more spiritual practices like meditation and yoga and chanting and reading spiritual texts or hearing about great saints throughout history or spiritual people who have lived very exemplary lives and their teachings. So all of that has also been helpful. So being around spiritual people, reading about people who have lived these powerful lives, and then doing the practices, the spiritual practices that make the heart into a fertile soil in which that relationship with the divine can grow. And that's what all of these things do. They soften the heart. So our love for the divine, the love for ourselves and a deeper understanding of things can manifest. Is that what you would say the purpose of this all is? Of our life? There's, <laughs> there's, I think that that's a very uh, good one. That's a very deep question. There's many ways of looking at that. So there's different purposes, but the ultimate purpose of our life is to align ourselves with the divine. I kind of give you an analogy. If you look, if you look at in a mirror and you imagine that is your mind, okay, and you're trying to see a reflection of who you really are in that mirror, but that mirror is all covered in like dirt and dust and mud, and you can't see yourself clearly. Um, but once you do clear that mirror up, then you'll be able to see yourself clearly. So that dust and that dirt that covers up the the mirror is lust, anger, greed, envy, illusion, doubt, depression, anxiety, all of these things. These are layers that are covering us. And we can't see our true self. And our true self is eternally blissful and happy and aligned with the divine. And our life is full of purpose. So through chanting and meditation and you know aligning with the right people reading spiritual texts doing things like kirtan these type of things will help clear that mirror okay so we can see ourselves and who we really are so this is the ultimate purpose of both the good and the bad things that happen in our life if we keep that purpose in mind and follow these type of processes what happens is that the mirror will clear up we'll start to see that I am an eternally present and an eternally happy and an eternal relationship with the divine. 
And what that is really the true purpose of our lives is to get into that alignment as much as possible. And to the degree we get into that alignment, what happens? You know, lust turns into love, fear turns into courage, depression and anxiety turn into happiness and satisfaction. Uh, intolerance turns into mercy. The life becomes transformed. All these divine qualities start to manifest very naturally in our life. And I like how you've mentioned a couple of times, it's not like it was just one thing that gets someone to that point. It's the, con- I don't, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but it sounds like it's that continue showing up for yourself, continued practice of a range of different tools and resources that eventually gets you there. Definitely. It's not that um, one day somebody wakes up and they're like, oh, I'm self-realized. I know everything now. It's not right. like that. You ha- I, it's always a process. It's like if you want to go to the gym and you want to lift a thousand pounds, you know, mm-hmm. and you've never worked oh, out the first day, <laughs> you may walk in there and lift five pounds or 10 pounds, you know, but if you continue the process with humility, you just continue on the process as well as you can or whatever path you're following as well as you can, the results will eventually come. You'll start to see them. Yeah. How does that include if someone thinks they are in a karmic cycle? So say it could be around friends or it could be around family where there's consistent negativity. So they would use the same tools to help carve themselves out of that situation. Well, you know, this is where astrology can be really beneficial because if you look at somebody's astrological chart, you can see these karmic cycles that they're going through. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when people feel like they're stuck, like in a relationship or in their job, or things are just not moving in their life, like things are slow motion. These are always, or most of the time related to Saturn get to problems, you know, some astrological problems that are going on. So once you can see those, then you can work on fixing those. And really, you can, you know, you can't control how other people react or what they do, but you can certainly transform the way you respond to situations or who you are as a person. So the the, car, the part of the karmic cycle that's due to you, you can fix. Because what happens a lot of times is that if there's two people and, you know, one will say something to one, one will say something to the other. It just goes back and forth and that karma continues. But if at some point you simply choose to not react in that negative way to that situation, that karma, at least your relationship to that karma will go away. So we're going through thousands of karmic cycles always at the same time related to different people. And we can reduce or remove that depending on how we choose to respond. Okay. And it must be, I'm I'm sure there's some karmic cycles we can permanent re- permanently release. And then there's some that come around in different ways to teach us different angles of the lessons. It's like when we evolve from a lesson in one phase and then it comes up again and we think, wait, didn't I clear this? But it could be showing up for a number of different reasons. There's a different way to clear it or just to show us we have a different perception of it now. Yes, that's exactly right. There is many different lessons we're meant to learn, which become more and more subtle. Um, and that we may not be aware of the first time that we go through a certain karmic cycle. So if something does keep coming up in somebody's life, um, then they need to look at it a little deeper. A lot of very commonplace I see that is when somebody's going through like a retrograde mercury period or something like that. 
Mercury kind of, especially when it's retrograde, allows us to make the same mistakes over and over again until we learn from it. So when somebody goes through that, you can be like, hey, you went through this, you know, six years ago. Do you remember this time? What happened at that time? Then you can kind of figure out what you need to do differently this time to get through it. So yes, definitely there's many karmic cycles and many different lessons to learn at each step. That's let's expand on retrogrades for a moment because this is something that in modern culture is people are starting to gain more awareness of. So how do and obviously I think you know people are pretty familiar with Mercury retrograde but all the planets go retrograde. So in general based on your experience and knowledge what you you've already touched on this a little bit but what would you say the retrogrades of these planets purposes in general because i know it's different for each planet right it's different for each planet and it's different for each person so when you do an astrology chart on somebody and let me just kind of explain what you're looking at when you do an astrology chart Please. so if you imagine standing on the earth where you are right now or where you were born okay at that exact moment in time when you were born, the date, the time, and the place. And your astrology chart is a picture of the sky at that point in time, where the planets are, where the constellations are, where the stars are. Everything that was present at that moment in time will have an impact on who you become as a person, what your inclinations will be, what your nature will be, where the good and bad times in your life will be, where health problems may show up, you know, all of these natural predispositions. It's basically like a, so when you look at that time in the sky, that's like a map of your life or kind of the biggest overview of what this life will be like. So, and it's going to be very different for each person. So some people are born in retrograde planets. Some people transit through retrograde planets. So it really depends on what each individual is going through. And Sometimes, you know, like Saturn brings, uh, when Saturn brings retrogrades, it's usually some karma that we need to finish off. Mm-hmm. Mercury brings retrogrades when we need to learn things. Jupiter may go into retrograde when we are going to go through a spiritual challenge or a relationship challenge in our life. And again, when we know we're going to go through those periods, and this is what I do in my life coaching, we kind of see that, hey, this problem is going to happen three months from now. Let's prepare you for this now. Expect this will happen, and then you can now deal with it. Uh, you know, you'll know already how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I had one person who was coming to me every month for uh, monthly uh, transit readings. And I, you know, I would say these are the good, bad days each month. This will be stressful. This will be good. This is a good time to ask your boss for a raise or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got to one point, I said, look, these four days are very stressful. Be calm, be peaceful. After this, it gets so much better for you. Mm-hmm. And those were the days he lost his job, you know, in those days it was attacked him and he called me, he's like, Hey, I lost my job. This is the worst thing that could ever happen. And I said, no, this is going to be great for you. Just keep yourself peaceful. Understand that there's a deeper purpose in this and go look for something else. Mm-hmm. And this was a very anxious person, but mm-hmm. he was able to keep understand because everything I told him for the last, you know, eight months had been right on target for him. And he simply went out next day, applied for a job. Two days later, he found something that was paying him so much more money. Um, so 
you know, these are, they're meant to be there and there's different lessons to be learned in different things. So it's everybody's chart is individual, just like every person is individual. Uh, and each individual has a, has different karmic things they need to learn in this life. Right. So it right. manifests differently for everyone. But yes, the retrogrades or planets in general are things that we're meant to learn. Right. Right. So let's talk about, you said each person is individual because I think from a public perspective, there's this idea, you know, okay, I'm a cancer. So when I look on today's astro chart, this is going to tell me exactly what I need to know. <laughs> sure. I remember I had my birth chart done. This was years back and my mind was blown. And I thought, it was like a 90 plus minute session and we barely scratched the surface and there's, you know, hidden doors and points here and things there. And I thought, Oh my goodness gracious, we are so complex. We are so unique. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the, let's see, I guess, why don't we do this? So now that we, we all know that, what are some of the key points you look for? If you had five minutes with someone's chart, what would you have them focus on first? So, when you first look at a chart, the, the first thing certainly is that every person is an individual, okay? No two people are going to be exactly the same. Even twins, their charts will be different. Mm -hmm. um, and this is because every single person as an individual has a unique relationship with the universe, has a unique relationship with the divine. Mm -hmm. And that unique relationship is what makes us different from everybody else. We're not all going to be exactly the same in our relationship with each other or certainly with the universe. So that's part of the reason behind this. So when you look at a chart, um, the first thing you look at is what's called the first house, okay, the ascendant. Um, this is kind of the foundational place. So I look at the first house, then you look at the sun and the moon. So when you look at those three things, you can find out somebody's external nature, kind of what they show to the world, uh, their internal nature, who they truly are as a person, and a big picture of what their overall trajectory of life will be. Is mm. it going to be smooth? Is it going to be up and down? Is it going to be a roller coaster? Is it all downhill? You know, where those good and bad periods are. And then when you can see, especially their internal nature, and you can see where, um, how they respond to things, how they're going to deal with situations, what their default mechanism of dealing with a problem is, then you can help them kind of understand themselves and help them understand with other people. So say, for example, somebody is born with a moon in Scorpio, okay? If, depending on everything else, but in general, moon in Scorpio can bring, you know, a lot of mental stress and anxiety and internalizing too many things, that type of nature. So you can tell them, hey, this is kind of what you do. Let's try to help you not do that anymore. There's many different ways that we can do that. Um, the other thing you can do is that that person, is, and I get this a lot when couples come to me, is like, hey, I say something to my husband and he just freaks out and he gets angry at me that how dare you say something to me? I didn't, and even on very small things. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that's a strong moon and Scorpio influence that, because people who are like that, they can't tolerate criticism and they just, they become very protective or defensive. And if you make people aware, hey, this is what you're doing, you're reacting in this way, but 
your partner is not meaning it in that way. So let's take try to look at this from the bigger picture and see what we can do about it. Uh, or say if somebody's born under the sign of Taurus or moon in Taurus or sun in Taurus, they're going to be someone who always wants things their own way. They want to live their life their own way. And if you try and tell them what to do or you force them to do things, you're going to get the exact opposite reaction. And then some, you know, uh, a husband or wife may come and say, hey, my partner, whenever I tell him to do something, they don't listen to me. They get angry. And, you know, and then you kind of explain that, hey, it depends on how you talk to them. If you kind of tell them what to do by yelling at them, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. So many marriages can be saved or relationships can be saved if people just understand each other's nature, you know. But that's the three main things you look at. If you have five minutes, you'll look at the sun, the moon, and the first house. So. You touched on twins, and that's actually one of the questions from the group is how does it work with twins? Because uh, a friend of mine has twins and their personalities are so different. Yeah. That's actually one of the most common questions I get. Actually, I did readings for uh, a group of uh, twins here recently. And yeah, their lives were completely different. So what happens is that there's one main birth chart, but that birth chart is actually part of 16 different charts called divisional charts, which would be different from just a few seconds. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, so that's where the difference comes in in those two individuals. Uh, is that their divisional charts will be very different. And when you have different divisional charts, the karma manifests in a many, many different ways. Okay, that makes sense. Have you ever done a chart for someone who's born on a leap year? Yes. What does that look like in it's, general? It, it is not going to be any different than doing any okay. other chart. Because when you look in terms of Vedic astronomy, okay, the universe goes back billions and billions of years and in fact the universe has come and gone many times <laughs> this concept of like the multiverse and things like that has been known in uh vedic astrology from the beginning it's not a new concept um so it is not going to be any different than doing a chart for anybody else the planetary influences are there in the same way you won't see anything you don't have to do anything different in your interpretation if you do it on a leap year okay that's good to know so I can't believe I haven't even touched on this question yet. So you do Vedic astrology. So what is Vedic astrology? So Vedic astrology is the original way astrology was done from the Vedas. Vedas are the oldest books of knowledge, okay? Veda means knowledge. And uh, they kind of describe astrology from the time of Muni, the way that it was originally done based on the planets up to Saturn. And um, it has a certain way of looking at the universe. It's uh, a little bit, there's usually a picture I use to kind of explain this, but if you kind of imagine the earth, okay, and you take the equator and you spread that out to the end of the universe, that's like the celestial equator. And at an angle to that is the movements of the sun. And this is called the ecliptic. And so relative to those motions is where Vedic astrology looks at the movement of the sun relative to the earth, the movement of the different planets. Western astrology is a little bit different, but both of them will give you very accurate results with different ways of looking at the same thing. So whether you practice Vedic or you practice Western, 
as long as the interpretation is by done by somebody who understands what's going on, I think you'll get the results you're looking for. Yeah, that's one of the things I look for in any practitioner I work with, because there's so many different medicines when it comes to what I call energy. Um, but I appreciate the practitioners that have gone through the process themselves and made it their own while, of course, respecting the history of it all. And I will say, you know, when you did my chart, I was blown away by how different it was from Western, but I've gained helpful information from both. So sure. And it also, what I love about it is it helps me feel, oh, my doorbell just rang. That's very rare. <laughs> Um, but it helps me feel very seen, right? I think we all want to be seen for who we truly are. And a lot of modern society, Western society wants you to fit in a certain mold. And so yeah. when we get our chart done, it's like, oh my gosh, it's normal that I learn that way, communicate that way, have this thing that I thought was a weirdism. This tells me it's normal. So Most definitely. Most that's definitely. one of the things I really appreciate about it. You know, it's interesting that you say that because a lot of times, we, as I mentioned, we look at the sun and the moon mm -hmm. and the sun represents somebody's external nature and it's what they show the world. And unfortunately, these days, everybody tries to fit into that certain mold as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but the moon, which is their internal nature, a lot of people are completely the opposite person internally than what they show to the world. You know, I've done charts for people who are relatively famous politicians, mm -hmm. musicians, these type of people. And when you look at their chart, internally, they're like in turmoil, or they're not somebody who wants to be out among the people and this and that, but somehow, you know, karmically, they got placed there and it's a struggle for them. So when we try to place ourselves in these molds, rather than just being who we are and being happy with who we are, that we don't need to be like this person or that person. We just need to be ourselves. And people will be so much happier. You know, people Agreed. tend to define success by, you know, how much money you have or how much, uh, how many cars you have or how much of this and that you have. But really, you know, those things have very little. Uh, they're the smallest measure of what success should really be. I've done readings for people who have you know, millions of dollars, but they can't fall asleep at night because they're under so much stress. Uh, unless they take, you know, two or three different pills. Is that mm -hmm. really a successful life? It really isn't, you know, right. because if you can't fall asleep at night, peacefully, well, there's something deeper you need to look at that's causing a problem. So yeah, Agreed. it's always about how we define success, you know. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So one of the ways people define success, and this is very understandable, is through soulmate, partnership, marriage, love, all that good stuff. So what have you seen when it comes to romantic love, soulmates, partnerships? What are some of the trends you've seen? You know, there's, yeah, there's so many aspects to this. I think, number one, if people go into a relationship with, the, with their eyes open, understanding what it is I'm trying to get out of this. What is our goal? Not just in the short term. Oh, this person is so cute. Or this person is attractive or they have money or whatever it mm -hmm. may be that attracts to people. But if they look more longer term, what is going to be the value of being with this person? Uh, how is this going to help me or help them in the long term when 
you know, the money may come and go and the looks may come and go and everything else may come and go. So if there's a deeper relationship, that certainly helps. And what I've seen is that when people have good planetary periods in which they get married, like a good Jupiter period or a good Venus period, they're much more able to see that long-term picture or the bigger picture on the things that matter most in a relationship. If uh, you're going through like a 12th house Mercury where the intelligence is affected or Saturn period, sometimes then we tend to make the wrong decisions. So when the planetary periods are good, uh, those are the best times for people to get married. People come to me fairly often. I mean, every day they're like, Hey, we want to get married. Is this the right time for mm-hmm. us? You know, like these types of things are fairly common thing that mm-hmm. I do. And you can tell them, yes, get married during this time. The relationship will be better. And the other thing I see is that in most marriages or most relationships, there's good years or good periods and bad periods. Mm-hmm. And there's periods where two people are just like, gosh, you know, we were in love and we got along so well, but the last six months, it's been like crazy. It's like I'm married to a different person. Things have just changed. Yeah. And this is something when you look at it astrologically, you can see that one or the other is going through a difficult period or perhaps both astrologically. This is one of the wonderful things astrology can do when there's a problem is that it can give you clarity. It can Mm -hmm. say, okay, this is what's going on with your husband right now. He's going through this Rahu period. This will be over in six months, you know? Mm -hmm. So you get clarity, you get kind of like a time frame. Okay. When are things going to improve? When are they going to get better? So that way, if there's a problem going on, instead of thinking that it's never going to end or like, I need to end this relationship, I need to get out of this, you can simply say, you know what, I understand this will get better. This is how I can best deal with it now. And then most of the time when people get, you know, six months, a year, two years later, things kind of improve and they get back to normal when those, when those planetary influences reduce, their effects is quite profound in people's lives. And I, what I've seen, well, first of all, I think there's a toxic spell on mainstream culture that tells us our relationship is not supposed to go through difficult times. Yeah. And if we didn't go through those difficult times, we wouldn't reach for new tools that support our personal evolution as well as the evolution with the individual, with the couple. Yes, that's exactly right. We will grow deeper in our relationship with ourselves, our partner, and with our place in the universe, our relationship with the divine, when we do go through difficulties. Because it's only when we go through difficulties is when we truly learn and grow and we understand our strengths, you know? So yes, absolutely. That isn't talked about enough in mainstream that you, that these difficulties happen so that your edges are pushed so that you grow and develop new tools. Typically what I've seen is people think, okay, I'm going to reach for enlightenment so I can avoid these things so that I can not experience this pain, but that's not the human experience. The human experience is you go through the pain to learn and to grow. What have you found? No, that that's exactly right. What you're saying, it is exactly right. Are the storms of life will come. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's this is the nature of this world. The storms of life will come, whether it's from, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes, whether it's from other people or, you know, our own 
mind and body causing us illnesses. The storms of life will come. What we need to do is learn to understand why those storms are coming, how we best get through them, and what do we want to have learned at the end of those. And if we see those storms and difficulties with gratitude and appreciation, okay, maybe we don't at that same time, but even if years later, we look at them with gratitude and appreciation, but this storm has come into my life to transform me to bring something wonderful to happen in my life. We can look at it that way because that's truly what it is. Then the results are very powerful. But if we if we simply fall into the spell of that storm and get weighed down under it, then that same cycle will continue. When you talk about this, I think about like what's the worst storm someone could experience. And to me, that's losing a loved one too soon or in a in a tragic way. And some of the biggest heroes in my life are individuals who have gone through that experience and come out the other side and found a way to make purpose out of it. They're my heroes because that to me is, you know, that's to me the toughest thing there is. So. Of course. Of course, you definitely learn the nature of somebody's character and their wisdom when they go through difficulties. And those are very, very inspiring people who go through these terrible storms that a lot of people would not be able to tolerate. And they not just grow through them, they start to help other people through them. All of these things is very powerful. Yes, that just gave me chills. That's exactly what it is. It's, It's really amazing. So... Getting back to this soulmate topic, so if let's say there's two people, I'm going to get into the question in a second about multiple soulmates. <laughs> I know yeah. it's like, um, but so say two people have aligned charts and they're well-intentioned, but they get married at an inopportune time, right? Maybe they even went against their gut and said, you know what, we're just doing it now. Or, so... <sighs> how do I frame this question? So what do you normally see? Do you see some of them? Yeah, they make it through. It's just more challenging. Or do you see some of them end up breaking up? Like what, what are some of the trends you've seen? So what happens a lot of times is if the strongest planets in their charts are aligned, okay. They're which planets are those? Okay. So that's like Jupiter and Venus, the two benefic, the two planets of wisdom. Really? They're the gurus, okay? They're both teachers. Okay. So these are the planets of wisdom. If they're aligned or strong in both their charts, then no matter what happens, they will get through things, okay? Wow. Um, Yeah, so it makes a big difference. Okay. These are very powerful. I have a suggestion. You make yes. a dating. You make a dating app, and you and people only <laughs> match with people whose Venus and Jupiters are properly aligned. I mean, people would pay hundreds of dollars for that app a month. <laughs> I will have you know. I will take that under consideration. It may not be a bad idea. Hey, you know, can't. I mean, you can build an app in twenty four hours nowadays. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, if they're you know if those planets are aligned, they. No matter what, they'll get through it smoothly. Okay. Now, if their planets are, you know, more the malefic planet, it's like a heavy Saturn or Rahu or Mars or something like that. Wait, what did you say? What planets were those? Like Saturn, Rahu, Mars. 
Rahu is the what's known as the North Node of the Moon. It's a shadow planet, which is a, a subtle planet that is uh, north of the Moon. Okay. So when Rahu. those planets are involved, okay, then there's a lot of turmoil. There may be abuse. There may be just a lack of love, a distance between people, all of those things. So they can get through that, but it takes a lot of work. Got it. Okay. And a lot of times those people are better off, you know, finishing whatever that karma is and moving on. Sure. Um, and then there's people who are kind of in between that. So, but if you see good planets in good positions, so, you know, Jupiter is the planet of the husband. Venus is the planet of marriage in general and the wife. Uh, the seventh house is the house of marriage. So if those things are strong in a chart, you can kind of say, okay, this marriage is going to be fine. They're not going to go through any major problems. There's going to be no divorce. There's, you know, problems will come, but not mm -hmm. anything that's going to be uh, ending the marriage or anything like that. So that's kind of how you look at it. And marriage compatibility or relationship compatibility charts are probably one of the most common things I do to kind of, it kind of tells you when the good and bad times are going to be. But what else it does when you do a compatibility study, it tells you the deeper nature of each person. They look at like 24, 25 different points on each person and say, hey, this is what's going on now. This is what this person is like now. So maybe a chart, somebody's like at their peak in life and you see the next 30, 40, 50 years, things are declining and they're going to get worse or this person is going to change a lot. Um, and then you kind of give them a warning. Hey, this is what you can expect coming up. Or you see that they're perfectly aligned and you're like, no, this is good to go. Or you, And most of the time what you see is that both partners, they're sometimes aligned, sometimes they're separate. They kind of go back and forth a little bit. And those are the ones that need the most work. When they go through their difficulties, um, you kind of give them clarity on, hey, this is how long this is going on. It'll get better. Your partner's doing this. This is the best way for you to deal with it. So there's a physical and psychological ways of dealing with it. But a lot of times uh, we'll end up, I'll get people remedies. And a lot of times that involves like gemstones and things like that, which can be quite powerful in reducing a lot of those karmic energies that are there. Yeah. So we're the gonna... nice thing at us. Oh, I'm nice. sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. I said the nice thing in astrology is wherever there's a problem, we also have a solution. That feels really good. And that also, it reminds me of the balance between yin and yang. Yes. Okay. So in your professional opinion, do we have multiple soulmates? I think everybody is different. So not everybody has a, a soulmate, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the biggest relation everybody has is with themselves. Once you understand yourself and you're happy and satisfied with yourself, you'll fully understand the person you're meant to be with. So yes, everybody has a soulmate, but I don't think it's multiple. Okay. If you're searching for multiple soulmates, a lot of times what it is, you're not fully understanding yourself at that point in time. Mm -hmm. So once you have a full and deeper understanding of yourself, then you will understand which person is best for you to uh, have the best relate, who will be your soulmate and with whom you can grow more deeply. Um, and sometimes we think somebody is our soulmate. Maybe mm -hmm. the person will be with forever. And then five years later, well, they're not anymore. And part of that is that other person. But part of it is also that 
if we don't truly understand what it is we need in a relationship, we have to understand who we are, be confident in ourselves. And then once we're there, then we can truly understand what we need. I did a reading for a couple earlier today who've been married for some time, but not be happy. And then uh, today when I saw her chart, I said, look, you're entering a completely different period of your life. Your relationship is going to get so much better, but what it's going to require is for the next two years, you need to focus only on yourself and your needs. I said, not in a self, and her husband looked at me like, hey, what's he saying to her? You right, know? right. And I right. said, not in, a se- not in a selfish way, but in a self-reflective way. Yeah. I said, because right now you're lacking confidence, you're not happy, your self-esteem is low. All of these things are going on. In the next two years, you have the opportunity to transform that. And if you spend the next two years focusing on your life and who you are as a person, then you will be, you're going to blossom. And when you blossom, your relationship with your husband is going to transform in such a beautiful and wonderful way because he's fully satisfied in his life with his job and his uh you know, his relation with the kids and all of that. I said, you haven't reached that yet, but that's why you're having problems. And when you're able to reach that and he can understand and support you in that, then this relationship gets so much better. I think so, that's a good lesson for a lot of people. Yeah. So when you're happy and satisfied in yourself, you will know exactly the type of person you need. Or if you're, once you're happy and satisfied with yourself, you'll know what you need your partner to do to keep things uh, going in the deepest way. Yeah. I have noticed with myself, I've had a lot of relationships that have been huge mirrors to me. So the, in, the connection felt intense, and but they weren't meant to last. But the lessons that I learned from it just brought me closer to myself. This podcast is called Your Energy First because of what you just shared, which is when you take care of your energy, you then it it's the ripple effect. It then helps and benefits and is more supportive of others. Um, Yeah. What are some of the other common things that you see that people come to you for? What are some of the common questions? So astrology, people get astrology done for so many different things. Uh, Certainly when children are born, you know, it's a good, good thing to get. If you never had a birth chart reading done, Definitely, highly recommend everybody should get one once a year. Um, one certainly a big birth chart reading at some point, and then once a year, about a month before your birthday, most people will come uh, before their birthday. They'll come mm-hmm. to get a yearly chart reading done, where mm-hmm. literally we go into detail what's going to happen in every single month and every single week in somebody's life for those wow. for those days. You can get a you know you basically get readings done for things that are important to you. You're getting a new job or you're, you know, um, have some health problem came up or you're having a problem with your spouse. Then, hey, go to the astrologer, say, hey, this is what's going on, what's going to happen. Uh, there's a very interesting chart, very neat chart we do called a prashna chart. Prashna means a question. So if you're sitting, say, in, you know, California and it's um, 1230 in the afternoon and you think of something you want to know. And if you, people will send that question to me, hey. Will my child get into Harvard? Is my husband cheating on me? Will I get this new job? Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So we create a chart for that individual moment in time. Huh. Okay. 
<laughs> so, and, and then you can answer very specific questions through that chart to what may be, may be going on in somebody's life. So there's many different things. And then, of course, if somebody's applying for a job or doing something, there's something called a mohorta, which is a auspicious time okay, <laughs> to, to do things. So I'll give you an example. One of my regular clients, he uh, um, took the, uh, a real estate exam, took it seven times, and he failed. Okay. So the eighth time, he said, okay, I'm going to ask you before I take it this time, when's the best time for me to take it? So I looked at it, and I said, oh, no, you have to do it on this day. Um, How far you know, out was that day from when he asked you that question? Do you remember? Uh, it was probably just two weeks later. Okay. It, was, it wasn't far. Yeah. Sometimes it can be like a month, sometimes, but usually you can find good days within a few weeks. It's uh-huh. not a problem. Uh, and he took it and then he called me that same night and said, Hey, I passed my test, you know? So it makes, it makes a big difference to do things on an auspicious day. Cause what it means is that all the planetary energies are aligned to give you the best results. It gives you that extra nudge that one question where you're guessing, well, you'll make the right guess, or that one thing, you know, fact that you forgot that you should have remembered, well, now you'll remember it. These kind of things really makes a difference. This reminds me of, because you said planetary energies, and we we use our free will to co-create with these energies. Yes. So it's not like someone calls you up and says, hey, tell me the right date to do it on. And then it's like we fall in line. You know, this gets back to people think you reach enlightenment and you kind of get to hit the coast, you know, you get to coast through life, right. right? Like, let's be really clear. Someone, I mean, he still had to prepare. He still had to study. He still had to go through the makings for this. And then he used Absolutely. his free will to step into his power and say, I have more tools available to me. This is one of the tools to help make my life better. This is what I'm going to use. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's not that, you know, oh, you can just show up on an auspicious day and say, oh, I've (laughs) never been a doctor, but I'm going to do brain surgery on this guy. No, no, it's not like that. You have to be, you have to do your, yeah, if only, right? Yeah. You have to do your part in everything. And our part, our responsibility is to do what, what is necessary to achieve that goal and leave the rest to the divine. In the Bhagavad Gita, you know, Bhagavad Gita was spoken 5,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's about Krishna and Arjuna. Arjuna is this very powerful warrior who doesn't want to fight because the enemy is actually his own family, his own cousins. And the whole story is about Krishna convincing him that you need to fight out of duty and responsibility. So it's not that he wasn't fully prepared and he didn't fight the battle with all his strength when he was finally convinced and did everything he could to win. And he, he did, he did all those things. But then he left the results to the divine. He left the results to Krishna, but he did everything that he was able to in that situation. So all of us, if we're going to take a test, if we're going to be in a relationship, if we want to be our best self internally, we want our health to be good. We have to do all the things that are necessary to achieve that and then leave the results to, uh, to the universe to figure out what is the best thing to do with this. Because as long as we take good care on our end, the results will come, whether it's what we expect or what we don't expect, they will come and they will be to our benefit. Mm, that sounds so nice. It reminds me of 
manifesting. You align with the energies, then you take divinely inspired action, and then you surrender to the result for the highest good of all involved. Yes, that's exactly, that's a perfect way of looking at it. So do you see any trends, like any in general trends, trends with birth charts right now, trends with issues, maybe not issues, you know, challenges people are going through? Do you see any? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a, you know, I I do this thing on uh, Instagram and TikTok every Monday and Friday where I talk about how the planets are moving and what's happening and what you can expect to happen the next four days. But bigger trends you can see. Like uh, if you look at, you can do a chart for a country. So I'll talk about the chart of the United States. If you look at the chart of the United States right now, right? United States has gone about two years ago. Uh, it went into Rahu. Rahu is like Saturn. It brings karma, but it's like chaotic and crazy and all of, you know, kind of like, just like, oh my God, what's happening? It's what it's we've that been type experiencing of energy. the last two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's exactly what's been going on the last two years. And America's in this Rahu period for 18 years. Okay. And there's times where it's more peaceful and times that it's better, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and times where it's even more than it is now. So, so you see these trends for different countries. You see it for the world as a whole when you look at planetary movements where Saturn becomes stronger. Uh, right now, Saturn's strength is quite strong. And so it kind of brings chaos to the whole world in many ways. Um, so, the, But in the U.S. in general, we have this trend towards kind of craziness going on, a place of just you know uncertainty and instability in a lot of people's lives. But when you look at it in the big picture of the universe, it will last a certain amount of time. And then America goes into a very wonderful Jupiter period where things get much better than they are now. So uh, 16 years from now? That's about 16 years from now. But what you can see is a lot of the, you can kind of look and, you know, I don't, I don't get political, but you can look at charts of like, say, Donald Trump or Biden, or, and you can see kind of what's happening and where things are going to sh- show up in their life, you know? Interesting. So how would you, let's see here, recommend, well, this is, the chaos that's happening is really, to me, this is obviously so purposeful. And it's really, you know, there's been such a huge truth energy coming through lately, too. I'm sure you've seen that. Oh, sure. Things Absolutely. Can, is is that trend going to continue to heighten and stay true? And are we going to continue to unearth this crap that's in the toxic Western culture right now? Yes. What's going to and- happen is that when you go through Rahu, there's like a karmic cycle. There's like a churning. All these things that are coming up are things that perhaps people weren't aware of or that they were aware of, but they weren't. They were hidden. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all this will come up and it will certainly create some good results and some bad results. Both things will happen. But in the end, what it's going to do is give people a deeper understanding of our society as a whole. And in the end, the results are going to be very good. The truth cycle will come out of it. The energy of wisdom will win out in the end. But it's going to be, you know, the churning process can be uh, painful and show us many things that we may not want to see and create right. some things that, uh, 
um, may have negative effects for some, but in the end, it won't stay that way. Okay. I've found that there's so many folks who are going through this deep inner awakening. And to me, that's really going to help contribute to the growth. Are we going to, have you seen in the chart that we're going to get more community focused, more earth focused? You know, I see this huge lack of support with each other and not that that's our intention. It's just that the way our society is built right now, it's not built to really go help your neighbor you know, help right. your friend. It's it's more like, okay, does this friend feel like family? I help them. Do you see any of those elements showing up for us? So you, you look at it at two different levels. You look at it in the chart of individuals, and then you look at, at the chart of society as a whole. Mm-hmm. In the charts of individuals that I've seen who have a very strong benefic planet influence, Jupiter and Venus, mm-hmm. they kind of will rise to the occasion. They'll be able to see the bigger picture and become these leaders who will try to bring community together. And at the other end, you will have people who are already kind of uh, in a dark place in their own life, and they become even darker. So you have both ends kind of growing. But what happens is certainly the power of the wisdom planets, Jupiter and Venus, is much stronger. Okay, So in the end, that energy will win out. And the voices that are more Saturn or Rahu, this type of thing, though they will have their effects, the, um, in the end, it won't last or it won't stay. Okay. So, so yes, a sense of community will build, but it's going to take um, the people who have knowledge and wisdom to speak out more. And that's not necessarily our leaders, it's made because many people out there have good knowledge and wisdom and they need to, if they speak out more about unity, about being together, about our universal um, brotherhood and sisterhood of everyone, Mm -hmm. then the results will come much more strongly and much better. But the other voice is never completely gone. You know, there's always people on that negative side uh, whose demons bring out the worst and thing of in of people and things like that they'll always be there right now their voice is a little bit louder but i think it's going to quiet down in some time well it gives us perspective yeah and it gives us contrast yeah i mean i'm sure in other lifetimes we're in a perfect oasis but it's not this one (laughs) (laughs) the storms will always come yeah like we we can get through those as a group we can get through those individually. Um, and as long as we kind of remember that there is a deeper and more divine purpose to the things that happen in our life, we can get that we're not alone in the things that we go through yeah. and in anything. Okay. Yeah. Then we can, we, we can get through things much more strongly. What continues to surprise you? What one thing that always continues to surprise me is that how much people think that everybody else's life is perfect and they're the only one suffering. I lo- that- I Amen to that. I all the time, like one of the things I help people validate for themselves, I'm like, you are not crazy. There's other, because it's that dark night of the soul era that's becoming so prolific yeah. right now. And it does feel so siloed. Yeah. That's you listening. You are not alone. 
you are normal. Yes, um, everybody, every single person is suffering. You know, and the times when people feel happy is in between those episodes of suffering, and they're just like, okay, what's coming next? Like, this is what people feel. Okay, I've, I've got a good job. Yeah. You know, this is, and okay, what's going to happen next? Am I going to be in a school shooting? Am I be in a car accident? Am I get struck by lightning? What, what's next? So, so yes, this is, and people think, oh, this guy's life is perfect. Look, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, my husband is suicidal. My child is depressed. My, uh, you know, job sucks. You know, all of these different things that are mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody is going through that. And if people are willing to simply open their heart a little bit, to people they trust and simply say, you know what? It looks like I'm doing great. I have a nice house. We got some money in the bank, but gosh, my life is really hard because of, you know, this, 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 and this. And then if everybody starts to open up about that, then we can finally realize, you know what? Let's work together and get through this. That really will bond people as a community. Uh-huh. Say, hey, let's let's work together and get through this because we all go through struggles. How do we get through them? What is it that we're struggling against? How are we going to become happier in every way? And so then people will stop comparing themselves to everybody else mm-hmm. and saying everybody else is perfect and I'm not. But everybody's life is like that. Even the most people who have great spiritual knowledge and wisdom, it's not that they don't go through struggles. In fact, they probably go through more struggles because great spiritual realization comes through great challenges. This is my friends and I have said this. It's like you think, you know, being more spiritual in whatever that means to anyone, that it's like, well, getting there is one of the biggest personal challenges outside of yeah. grief and trauma yeah. that you'll go through. Yeah, a very great guru <clears throat> named Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said that the path of bhakti, okay, the path of love, the divine path, is set with thorns. So as we go forward right. on the spiritual path, <laughs> there there will be thorns. And yeah. as we get through those, we grow. Yeah. Yeah. What have you noticed in your own journey has been, you know, you've been through the thorns. What was the what was the positive feelings you experienced? after going, you know, and let's say you go through a patch of thorns and then it's a grassy knoll and then it's a patch of thorns. What was the difference in what the benefits looked like for you? Is this question making sense? I'm, it's like, absolutely. Yeah. Basically, is it worth it? (laughs) So number one, yes, absolutely. It's worth it. If we understand things in the proper perspective, Um, the thorns will come when we're walking, if we can understand why they're there and we learn from them that, you know what, this is not my eternal position is to be walking in thorns. My eternal position is to be an eternally blissful, joyful soul, understanding my relationship with the divine and not being part of this world in at that deepest level. When, if we have that understanding, the thorns, even though they Right. Prick us and hurt us in the same way. They don't have that deep influence on us they would otherwise. If, you know, say we lose our money or our health or our relationship or job problem 
or a legal problem. If those are, if there's no foundation in our life, uh, then those things become everything. Okay. And then we're like, that's it. I've lost everything. But if we right. have a deeper understanding that, no, there's much more to my life than this going on, then we can uh, get through those in a much better way. So the biggest realizations, number one, is that the biggest cause of our suffering is our own mind. And why is it the cause 100%. of our suffering? Because we have expectations and attachments. Expectations and attachments are the root cause of suffering. So when you go through difficulties and problems, number one, you have the choice to break a lot of those expectations or attachments. You can hang on to them and you suffer. But if you can simply accept that, you know what, this is not meant to happen in my life at this point in time, I'm going to let this go, then you're not going to suffer. It also allows you to see who and what is valuable in your life. You know, if you've worked your whole life and got a bunch of money, but you didn't pay attention to your spouse, uh, and all of a sudden, all your money's gone, but your spouse is still there, say, you know what? I didn't marry you because you have money. I married you because I love you. You will start to understand what really matters in your life. So this is another thing that happens, is that when you go through struggles and you lose things and those thorns are attacking you, you start to see what really is valuable, important in your life. And that has certainly been there for me. Mm -hmm. uh, then the third thing is that you develop gratitude and appreciation for those thorns mm -hmm. because they keep you focused on what is important in life. Mm -hmm. And they don't let you deviate from, uh, from that to, you know, there's many other paths you can take that take you in the wrong direction. So it keeps you from deviating from, uh, from going anywhere you know, except the path that's going to take you to kind of a place of wisdom and happiness in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny because that is the human experience is that the expectations that weren't met and these preconceived notions were all things that we were taught. These things that we were taught yes. is what makes us miserable. So then we go through this dark night of the soul where we question everything. I'm calling it dark night of the soul. That's a loose term. It's whatever your own interpretation of yeah. it is. I, th I think it's a perfect term for this situation for most sure. people. Yeah. And it does have you look at and reflect on everything, everything. And well, of course, I have found through my own journey and process, I used to break down and I, you know, went into these dark holes where it's just you, right? It was just me. And and it yeah. felt like there was no way out. And then you do, you know, I reached out for support from, I had support from a variety of different, you know, professional and energetic support. And then I developed my own tools and I learned to rely on myself more. And now when something triggers me and I'm going through a lesson, I'm like, oh, I can hold myself. I can hold myself through this and I can process right. it, um, which is a really amazing thing. So the other thing is there's this impression out there Again, this is more in mainstream culture and I've seen it a lot. And now I have so many clients coming to me too, where they think, okay, if I go through this dark night of the soul, <laughs> I have to leave everything behind and start over, start over all again. Um, what is your interpretation of that? Does that have to happen for everyone in order to go through a true, again, I know I'm using a, to me, this is like a toxic term, a true dark night of the soul. Um, or do you see people evolve in different ways? 
So there's two aspects to it. That there's the material side and the exactly. spiritual side. You know? So in the spiritual side, you actually become transformed. You become stronger. So you're not starting over. You're just actually growing by leaps and bounds. Totally. Uh, and in the material side, you know, perhaps you're starting over, but perhaps you're actually taking a different journey than what you took before. Perhaps you're actually realizing that you were going on the wrong path the whole time and finding something else. So you're not really starting over. You're continuing your journey from a position of wisdom. So materially, things will work themselves out if you simply do your part and allow things to happen. But the key is what you learn and what you uh, manifest spiritually through all of that is going to be the foundation of your material growth also. So you're definitely not starting over. You're, you you're starting from a higher position. Yes. Yeah, course. definitely. I mean, I've seen um, people who have said you have to leave it all. And in their stories, they sort of went from one situation to just another version of the same situation. So whereas from, you know, and, and every single experience is different. But for me, when I went through it, Every, you know, I actually, everything got better eventually. Um, right. And the core of, you know, even like my home, my relationships, my family, all of it got better. We actually went through some really tough times and all of it, but, um, and then some, a few people did fall away. You know, that was, a, and it's tough when you're an adult to have relationships transform like that. So there's right. no, you know, to everyone, as we've talked about with astrology, everybody's energy is so unique. So I would say if anyone's feeling that fear, lean into that fear. Lean into Absolutely. that fear. And let lean that fear into teach that fear. you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lean into the fear and then understand while you're going through that journey, while you're you know going through that fire, that storm, whatever you want to call it, you are not alone. And that's very, very important to know. That's where astrology can be helpful because when somebody's going through a big problem and you can look at their chart and say, hey, look, this is only going to last six months. This is going to last a year. This will be gone in two years. Or if it's going to be longer, you can tell them that. Then you say, hey, this is what we can do to reduce it. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're going through, uh, it can be absolutely transforming in the most wonderful way for you, where you will look back at it in gratitude and appreciation for what you went through. But that's completely up to you. But yes, if you can lean into that fear with all your energy, but also taking the divine energy with you and understanding, hey, I'm not going through this alone, you can get through it in a very, very powerful way. And that's the empowered piece of it all. Yes. Yeah. This has been so wonderful. So wonderful. Oh, this is, I've been so happy to talk to you about all of these. Yeah. And I know this is not, we've already discussed that we're going to bring you back on the podcast and I'm actually going to have, or you're going to do a four week course in my membership in 2023, which I'm excited about. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. So where can people find you? So you can find me. I have a website. It's uh, radikeshdas.com. It's R-A-D-H-I-K-E-S-H-D-A-S.com. You can also put in astrology by Radikesh on TikTok or Instagram. I'm there. So, mm -hmm. And my email address, if somebody wants to contact me by email, is yourdestiny108 at gmail.com. Perfect. And we're going to link all of that in the show notes. 
And do you have anything else you wanted to share that you wanted to add to, to kind of wrap this up? Yes. For everybody out there who's listening, we all go through our difficulties. We all go through our problems. One of the big reasons I do astrology is not just to help people get through those problems, but for you to recognize and just at the deepest level understand you're not going through these problems alone. And there's a deeper purpose behind everything we go through as long as we can see it from a different perspective. That's beautiful. And that is when you don't go at it alone, you start reaching out to multiple means of support from a variety of different ways, and that helps give you perspective and the tools to do it. That's right. That's exactly right. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Radikish. It's been so wonderful to have you. Thank and I'm you. It's excited. been my great pleasure. I'm excited to co-create with you in another ways, in other ways in the future. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you everyone so much for being here today, for bringing your energy forward in this world, for doing this work. Thank you for being brave enough to go through this journey and do self-work. If you have any questions for my follow-up interview with Dr. Radhi Kesh, you can email me connect at emilymarie.com if you want to share your thoughts, comments, inspiration, your maybe aha moments you had from this episode. We would love to hear that too. And as always, thank you so, so much for bringing more of your light into this world. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review and make sure you've signed up for the newsletter for special insights, offerings, and announcements that are just for you. This podcast and website represents the opinions of Emily Marie and her guests to the show and website. The content should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical advice, recommendations, and questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors.